Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three of Dynasty the Podcast. And hope everybody's having a great day, great evening, great morning, whatever time it is, other day it is for you. Um, we're gonna be discussing first thing we're gonna be discussing today, as I mentioned on episode two, is um my final four predictions for tomorrow. Um we got Duke versus Kansas. And I'm sorry, Duke versus Uni- um, University of North Carolina and Kansas versus Villanova. Um, I'm going to pick Duke to be UNC. I think Duke is going to win because I just think things are aligned for them to win. And also, I think they got a little bit better um, athleticism and shooting compared to um, UNC. But UNC also has been, they've been a little bit more hotter, I guess, um, to me. Like scoring wise, so you know, but I just think it's how it's set up that Duke's gonna win. They gonna and they gonna um, make it to the championship. Um, Kansas versus Villanova. Um, my first thought was like Kansas gonna win, and then I thought about like Villanova, the history of Villanova, and um, they always find a way to uh, upset opponents in the final in um in the March Madness and it's just gonna be a really good game. I'm kinda excited to see. If I had to bet money or, you know, if you know, if I really wanted to bet, I probably would still pick Kansas, but if you don't want to take no risk, like <laughs> I wouldn't bet on that game. Like, but it's gonna be a toss up right there. I and I just think Kansas is gonna win. And but Villanova always play great defense. Um, I think they've been playing good defense this whole tournament, so it's gonna be cool. See who's gonna win out of them two. Um, I'm pretty hyped about tomorrow. It's gonna be exciting to see who win with Final Four. It's always good when they get down to the end, so I'm kind of hyped about that. Um, plus being the head coach of the Buccaneers, um. Him getting a five-year contract and Bruce Arians stepping, I guess he's stepping up into the front office. And what I what are my thoughts on that and how I think it's gonna work out. Um I think the Bucks have done an excellent job of being real diverse. Um the owners actually understand where they are team is located that the majority of the people are very like neutral far as like it ain't you know everybody just want their team to win in that area so i think they did a good job um if they hadn't redeemed this this is the best way i feel like they redeemed they so far as how they let um tony dungy go uh i think they did a good job of bringing the right person in after everything you know ended up collapsing on on you know um John Gruden, everybody came out this year. They was kind of a, a little bit of a bigot. So, you know, kind of like that's probably why I, that's probably why the team had such rough patch after you left, kind of like how they kicked Tony Dungy out, won a championship with somebody else type thing. And now we redeemed ourselves. We hired the right people in the front office and head coach, and he's put the right people in the right places. Um all his sisters are, are African American, um, and I think it's just a good look for the community of Tampa. So it's pretty dope that they're in that um, 
in that space right now, what they're doing right now in that, in that organization. And I'm kind of hyped and excited about that. Um, I really do think Tom Brady had Bruce Arians to, <laughs> Bruce Arians to like, you know, at least, you know, get him out of this the space of their team because I always, I do, I if I had to pick a side of, like, what type of coach I like and what type of coach I, I, I like the way Bruce Arians coach. Um, but I know for a fact once the the players and teams start really winning, once you get them on that one mindset type of thing and they get in, like, a certain thing, a coach like Bruce Arians is like, man, I've done a great job. So he just expects his team to, like, fall in place. Like, he implement a plan and he expected it to be executed. And he does. He feel like he probably doesn't have to be so harsh about stepping on these guys because he did that in the beginning. So he, he kind of expect them to be a certain way and, you know, to go out there and execute no matter what. Like, he feel like he put out something good and, you know, I just think that's what it is. Also, the way Tom Brady handled the whole situation with him having a having a disagreement with the head coach and him feeling like they need to go in a different direction and not being able to touch full complete base with everybody on the team or just the style of what the team needed at the time. I felt like Tom Brady handled it the correct way. Like he didn't like lose his his whole, you know, he, he completed the season. He um he went and talked to the correct people. He didn't um I guess make a fool of himself. I actually don't I think I thought it was funny what A B did, but he definitely handled it incorrectly. Like I know where he was coming from, just like him being injured. Like, yeah, like him being injured and him not getting the ball and him sucking it up and the coach just having him out there as a decoy and, you know, playing with his money, like, you know, not giving him enough touches. Like, he's falling short, like 10 yards short and two catches short type things for bonuses and all that craziness that was going on at the time. And I, I can, I can kind of see where that it comes in. Like, you know, you don't want to waste your time no matter what you're doing. You don't want to waste your time, especially if you go hard, like, like he was saying when when he had did his interviews afterwards, and you know Bruce Arians got to actually at that point when people do all that he got to put his foot down he got to show a strength and control or or show that he has control over his his team, and they, they both was might been in the room both might been in the right at some point of the um whole thing, and that's just where I stand with I'm kind of like that was the polar opposite like how you should handle how you shouldn't handle something. At the end of the day, and and I think if AB would have just not would have kept his mouth closed, because obviously Tom Brady has Antonio Brain's back, <laughs> and if it didn't show, like he showed it all the way throughout just now, like just just handling it, like he handled it for everybody, like he literally handled the situation, like that was a big disagreement. Um, Antonio Brown is a um, Hall of Famer, hands down. I don't even know what the discussion is. I hope they don't try to. Terrell owes him like make him sit three years like this man dominated the league for so long and he's still like if you really want to go by just skill set and ability he probably still in the top top five definitely top 10 but he's not gonna make my top 10 as far as him not being on the field 
like they basically shoving him now and they're giving him not minimum contracts because he's still able to work to more than minimum just by his stats and his what he's doing in the field. But just like shelving him and controlling him differently, like they treating him like, you know, he almost at that age where he like, hey, we don't got we got enough great young players um in this league that we don't even need you here anymore no matter what your skill set is now and uh, and it's looking like that I just did my I'm going to do my today I'm going to do my top 10 um skill players on the offensive side um I don't think I got 10 tight ends uh, tight end position is kind of slim right now but everybody else got it was pretty tough of my list um I'm going to this project even the players that was injured what they what they position or even players that didn't play like like Deshaun Watson like what I think their position will be for that for next year coming up or this year this year this year yeah this year coming up because 2022 already but this year coming up and yeah I'm I'm kind of I like my list I like I like I'm gonna get my top 10 so it's gonna be fun um <clears throat> it's pretty much in on, on the Tampa Bay Bucks situation. Uh, I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks are actually going to do a good job. But I think making this move put them in back in front to me. I think they're going to be better than the Rams. I think they're going to have a better team to me overall. Um, yeah, pretty much it. Jumping right into it, um, I'm gonna start with the quarterbacks. Um, I'm trying. I would say I'm going in order, but it's, eh, it's like hit or miss. Like I'm trying to go in order. <laughs> this is what I'm projecting, and I'll say what they'll finish in or whatnot. Um, my number one quarterback, just in the league, if I was to start, I would pick like probably Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the reason why I picked Patrick Mahomes is because I just think his ability to just, I don't know, just him being able to throw the ball and manipulate where he's putting it, I think he's probably the best. I think he's gotten exposed because his technique is not perfect. It's not like, it's not like just pure, but it's, but his talent is, is, is overwhelming, I feel, his this his talent is overwhelming. So he definitely like once he cleans it up, he probably get later in the stage, like in his thirties, like and he just just a veteran, he probably gonna have a very clean technique overall. And he just gonna probably be the complete package because you gotta think about it. all these guys are like under twenty eight type thing. Like they, they like young still, so they still got time to grow. They never they just getting into their fifth year type fifth or sixth year type thing, so they got so much time to still grow. Just imagine if all of these young player quarterbacks lasted as long as Tom Brady did. I don't think they all are going to last that long. Maybe a few of them will. But if they all lasted that long, what, you'll still have um, Mahomes in the league for like 18 more years if he played all the way to Tom Brady. Just imagine that. That would, that would just be crazy. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes playing in the NFL for 18 more years. He was shredded. He was shed, um, He'll shred um, Tom Brady's numbers and stuff. So that'll be, it's going to be cool to see these guys continue to grow and continue to develop. So 
my number two quarterback that I projected probably by for next year will be um Russell Wilson. Um I think him going to Denver is like it's just fresh. Like I, I seen one of the interviews he posted on YouTube of him working out with his teammates in California and I think I think he's more he's motivated and he's he's hungry to actually win because I know he felt like he got robbed on that second championship when the coach made the most dumbest football play in NFL history by running the ball after gaining six yards. That's still to the day it's questionable. <laughs> he threw the game. <laughs> but yeah, definitely um Russell Wilson's gonna have a back bounce back year. I just hope he stay healthy. Um I hope his weapons stay healthy. I like um, Jerry Judy's like one of the top. I feel like he's. I feel like out of like the guys coming out in you know, his year and like like Justin Jefferson. I'm gonna talk about wide receivers in a little bit, but like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase that just came out last year. Like I, I feel like Jerry Judy's on that level. Rugs like type. Of but I feel like Jerry Judy's probably route running wise. It's crazy. Like he 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 he's sick with it. Like so, I think if he stay healthy. He gonna break out this year. He gonna become in the, in the top upper echelon with him having a top upper echelon quarterback. And I like um, definitely their defense in Denver. So I think he gonna elevate that team. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch him. Um, I, I would like to see him bounce back. Um, number three overall, Tom Brady. Um, I would put him one if it was like ten years ago, but I just think the other younger guys can easily pass him just based off their youth. Um, no, just no. He could easily Tom Brady could easily be the eighth quarterback by next year. I thought when I read you the list, and I just give you the rundown of what I expect from these guys. But I'm giving him the respect he deserves, just being the greatest quarterback ever to step on the field. Just in my opinion, just winning wise, not talent wise, but winning wise and leadership wise. Tom Brady going to get the third spot. Um, the fourth spot for me, um, Lamar Jackson. Like I said, everybody got their own specific reason of why somebody's better and who's who. Um, this guy got a MVP. He only been in the league four full seasons, going into his fifth. Um, and he's, he's a winner. Like, he, what is, I think, got the second best. He has the second best quarterback um, winning percentage since he's been in the league. Um, and was really, I think I think Mahomes got a better winning percentage. I mean, he played more games for the whole season more. But if y'all recall, his rookie season, he only played half the games, right? And, like, like Baltimore was not going to make the playoffs. That's why they put him in the game. And when he got in, these guys, I think he lost, he only lost one game. I think he played like eight. He went like seven or eight, seven, seven and one to make or six and one to make the playoffs. Some some or some number like that. And like he put the he put it he put um the league on notice. And I think what it was his was it his third? He won second year. He won MVP. Okay, whatever year it was, he won MVP. I think it was his second year. And I just think like you don't you can't teach stuff that he has. And his 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 um his ceiling is is limitless to me. Like with somebody that young, athletic, 
you I don't know why they disrespect his throwing ability so much. I his his I think his completion percentage is like sixty five percent, sixty six percent, which to me is definitely above average. <laughs> it's above average, and he has not. Nobody on the Ravens roster is a number one wide receiver. I ain't gonna say Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown ability to stretch the field, but his is isn't good or great. But his ability to catch the ball is like just average. Like he's a good wide receiver because he can get open. Um, he, he get open probably you know seventy eighty percent of the time. Like he's always open. So, but his his dependability is like eh, iffy. And um, which caller was hurt? I can't remember the guy's name. Who was the quarter? The wide receiver that they drafted. Um, I don't have his name in front of me, but I could think. I can see his number in his face. Like whatever. The wide receiver they drafted in the first round last year, I don't think he is a game like 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 his breakaway speed and like his durability might be questionable just just based off his last year not being available. Everything look if you would like, but Lamar always elevate these guys. So you know, I like like I said, I like I like what he does, and I like. I like what um him being number four. Number five, my number five quarterback will be my pick five. Oh, number five, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he has to be in the top five for me because he's actually won league MVP the last two years, but he's a veteran. Um, his playoff percentage is not great at all. Uh, and he's had numerous opportunities to be in the league. He's he's probably in the weakest division, if not the weakest in the league, one of the weakest. Uh, he's pretty much, he lost his number one target, which will diminish where he is as far as him being the number one player because he was MVP, which means, to me, that's the number one player. He most valuable, you know, on play on the team. Um... I don't think he's going to win that award this year. I don't think they're going to have the same kind of team. they still going to win like 10, 11 games. They got the um, Bears and who else is in their division? Bears, Detroit. <laughs> who else? Uh, and Well, the Vikings always play them tough. They always split usually in the year. And they got a nice offense, Kirk Cousins and Jefferson and all the guys over there, Devin Cook. They got a tough team. I think they got new – did they got a new um, – did they get a new – Head coach last year or new coach? I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, the um Vikings always play them tough, so they might compete with them to even win the division next year. Um, so it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, he's number five. I don't think his skill set diminished, but I don't think their team gonna be good. Like like they won they won they won the division by with 13, 12 wins the last two years. So thirteen wins, I think, both years. But yeah, so that's gonna be a little bit of a um. They're gonna he's gonna drop a little bit. Uh, number six, Deshaun Watson, easily skill set wise, definitely for me, Deshaun Watson is top three, if not one or two, because his completion percentage, his running ability, his leadership qualities. You know, I I, I know the year that they um that he didn't that the last year he played, they only won like four or five games, right? 
but he easily could have been instead of being like five and eleven, he could have easily been eleven and five. I think like five to six of the games they lost with like teams coming back or they came all the way back and they ended up losing at the end. And he was carrying the whole team. That team was terrible. Like the offensive line was horrible. The defense was top bottom of the league, but he had them in the game. And like I said, if you would have won eleven games instead of losing, I mean, he would have instead of him being. Five and eleven, he he could have easily been eleven five, and that could have easily made him league MVP that year just if he just based off the one drives and field goals or whatever may have happened at the end of those games. And I, I hope people remember that why he when he come back to a ten times better team and way better defense, and it's gonna be great to see what D Watt do. And I'm excited to see. I'm not a Browns fan, but I want to see what they do. I'm not, I'm not shit. I will. That's gonna be. That's the toughest division in the league. Um, number like I said, he easily. Like we're probably gonna do this list a couple more times. Not during the summer, or during during all season, but just when the season starts, I could easily bump D. Y. up to number two or one or whatever it may be. Just based off him missing the whole year, I might bump him up if I like what I see after the first two or three games. I might bump him up easily. Um. After D. Watt, I'm gonna have to put Josh Allen. Um, skill set wise, throwing ability, I like what he could do. Um, running, he could, he could do the uh, RPO, very good. He's tall, linky person, but he's very tough. Uh, he, whatever they ask of him to do, he usually could do it, and I like that he can adjust like that. And I think he over every year he's played, he's. He's gotten better, like at what he does and how he does it. So he's gonna probably be better than he was last year. Oh, he needs another win. Can anything bump up? Or people might already have 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 him like one or two or three, whatever they might got him. But I don't. If you ain't, if you haven't done the stuff that the people I named in front of you, literally, he hasn't won the MVP. And everybody I think I named in front of him, except Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson easily could have won MVP, but. You know, was in the Texans. Uh, everybody else is MVP. I, my first, yeah, my first five, four guys already won MVP. So I think for first five guys, I mean, they already won MVPs. And Deshaun Watson was six. Um, after Josh Allen, like I said, he's pretty tough. He can run. Yeah, he's pretty much. Yeah, he, he, he's he's on the outskirts. I mean, you gotta win. You gotta be. You gotta show like your own um, upside. He got a great upside. Like I said, he easy could bump up. Number eight for me will be Joe Barrow. Barrow. Joe Barrow. Some people since he already went to the um Super Bowl could have him in front of a lot of the other younger quarterbacks like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. I'm talking from my list. Patch um Deshaun Watson. Them three guys, he people might have him higher than them just based off him getting to the Super Bowl. And he did that all with a terrible O-line. Um, I'm pretty sure that these guys are going to draft well. They have four legit wide receivers on their team. Um, I actually felt like, if you really want me to give you my honest opinion, I just remember the game in the Super Bowl. I'm watching the game, and I'm like, coach. The coach was like, to me, Cincinnati Bengals have the best coach like, I don't think people understand how good the Bengals coaching staff is. Like, the guy is is excellent. His his 
if you knew how to adjust at by halftime or by like the second quarter or in any football, if any level of football, if you know how to adjust based strictly off of formations and how you you know this team, you you know just putting that work in or just knowing the game of football. Just if you know the game of football formations, usually teams have like. I ain't, and this this could be I don't care what the NFL is how they say and how they making it and having three having two plays called at once and the verbiage of it like I know it's more but it's very simple football is like angles like like how you how you designing these plays and how you want them to come out like that's what football is um being aggressive when you when you when you know attacking the weaknesses like it is very simple once you get into it like you make the adjustments or you depend on your your skill of your team you control what you do like if you got this like straight raw talent most teams just sit up there and go base and then your man beats my man like but if i have a better player than you i can sit in base and beat your ass and dominate you you don't have to make too many risks like if you got a four defense lineman that are just better then you know we're gonna talk about football we're going <laughs> I give y'all, I give y'all more, more as we go on in, over time. Um, yeah, back to the um, yeah, Burroughs being number eight. I think he he's gonna be okay. I think, like I said, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, um, um, who else? Are the other guys on there? Yeah, they got like four solid wide receivers. I always think about stuff before I start talking, but I end up forgetting why I start why I'm talking. But oh well. They'll be all right. People I didn't name the other two. <laughs> um, number nine for court for his quarterback, uh, I put Matt Stafford. Um, I think I always call him overrated, <laughs> but he won the Super Bowl, and he's nine. So that's that's where he at for me. I don't have too much to say. I like I like his ability, but um, he just like. Just recently this year, he showed me he could win big games, I guess. <laughs> but he had a little stacked team to me, so I don't know. He did a good job. Matthew Stafford did an excellent job in the playoff run. He didn't make mistakes. I think the stuff that hunted him in the, early in his career is, isn't a problem no more. But it took him away. Way in the league. He had to. He had to if by far, if. if Physicality wise, like Calvin Johnson was the best wide receiver ever in the league, hands down. He was like, he was like Terrell Owens mixed with like Jerry Rice hands. Like that's how Calvin, good Calvin Johnson was. And he only played the league what ten years. He, he was he was only he he retired at thirty one. Just imagine that most people that are um stud guys like that they play like fifteen to sixteen years, if not more. And like, but imagine him in a clip of five more years of what he was doing. He was going stupid. He was getting like three hundred yard gains and stuff. Like the man was unguarded. We've been doing that since college. In college, he was doing like that, getting two hundred yard gains, and they ran a wing tee. Like Calvin Johnson, hands down, one of the a specimen that you. He like LeBron of football. Like that's how good Calvin Johnson was. I'm not, I'm not being funny when I describe this man. He was that real. <laughs> Andre Johnson was on. He was pretty dope too. But I think Calvin had him. Yeah, I think Calvin had him. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, to Stafford nine. <laughs>
at 10. 10, I'm going to, it's like a tie between Justin Hebert and, and Kyler Murray. If I had to pick, if I had to pick out a draft who I would want, I guess, I guess based on attitude, because I've seen the interview with Kyler Murray and, like, shit he be pulling. I actually got, like, I don't mind what he did with the pictures and all that. It's like, this is why I can't stand, like, how systems are designed, like, NFL, like, or even how the media portrays people. They mad this man wiped out his whole Instagram. Like, they made it a story. I'm like, it's Instagram. <laughs> like, I understand he's in the, he's in the line, like, but it's Instagram still. So take that in perspective. You can do what you want on your own media platform. I don't give a fuck who you, how you come and how you think you come. Like, you can do what you want. So if he wiped it clean and he sent his agent to tell him, like, I need my contract, he got an agent. So that's the job of the agent is to get you more money. And he performed very well last year, even though they tailed off at the end. He performed well enough. Um, people knew that what he brought to the table, what, what he brings to the table for that team is very high. And you can't just deny something like that. The, 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 the Arizona Cardinals were terrible before he got there. So, so like, if you think about it, he actually is the one of the main reasons that they're winning despite what most people might think or how Arizona Cardinals think they feel about him or fans or whoever or the front office. Whoever's making their negative comments about the guy, he make y'all win, so y'all need to kind of shut up. Y'all was y'all had the number one pick for a reason before he came there. He was the number one overall pick. So you went from having the worst team, the worst record, and what he says, this is fourth year, whatever year he is, if it's going to be his fourth year. So in four years, you went from worst record to making the playoffs. So what'd that tell y'all? Get y'all shit together over there, Arizona. Tighten up. I'm definitely um team player, so don't tell me about not paying nobody. <laughs> he need to get his money. Yeah, pretty much. Do my 10, well, 11. I guess I get y'all 11. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to give y'all some few extra running backs because the running backs... It's like a toss-up who get the ball enough <laughs> for me. Who going to get the ball enough? And give you all my 10. My, 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 my top um, running backs. Number one, hands down, Derrick Henry. It's kind of self-explanatory. He's been dominating the league since he got in the league and since he became the focal point of the offense of Tennessee Titans, which was the last, I want to say, four, maybe five years. He's been the focal point of the team Shit, pretty much since he got there. Since they realized they need to get in the ball and they, in order to win, they've been winning. And he should definitely, by now, have an MVP. It's kind of like disrespectful and borderline racist. <laughs> like... Because back in the days when running backs was doing what Derrick Henry was doing, they wanted the MVP. They wanted best player to lead. Like, it was respect for running backs. You got to remember the running backs that was in the league. Like, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, um, Earl Campbell. Um, you name the old school. Um, Eric Dickerson. Shit. Name the people. They, these guys are just as good. Like, they was on that level. He's on that level with these people, like. 
and he's not getting no, the notoriety enough. I guess because he don't do interviews and he don't talk. I guess he got like, I guess you got. It's like kind of like the Calvin Justice syndrome. Like you just all you see, every, all all season you just see, like Derrick Henry popping up with like exercise videos and him just grinding. He been like that since he got in the league, since he been in college. Like all he ever showed y'all was work. How you not like deny? How you deny somebody like you put in that much work? They accolades like give that man his give that man his own accolades and flowers. Why he, why he still able to be number one running back? Like stop playing with that man and give him his money. I don't know if he just reached. I think he just recently reached but You know what I'm saying? Get get right. Um, league. I say league. I want you to say Tennessee Titans with the league. <laughs> Stupid writers that get the vote and then never play football y'all lives. <laughs> My number two running back, Al Kamara. Um, I've been being with Alvin Kamara for since he's been in college. Like the last year he played in college, I thought I didn't. I thought he should have started. You know, Tennessee was just not probably good, but because that's why he probably. I don't know. He showed enough in college for me to know that he was going to be a stud in NFL because he literally. I think Dalvin Cook came out either the same year. You know, these guys came out about the same time or year after, something like that. They same type of player. And that's what the league was trained. When he the first year he came in, I think Joe Mixon was in that era too. Like all these guys was like hybrid type players. Like bigger hybrid type. They're big enough hybrid type players. They had the speed of like and hands of wide receiver, but they were real running backs. And I think he he gonna have a, he gotta have a better year. I don't know if that case that he got this off season is gonna hurt for him for even being on the field enough games to be considered in the top echelon this year. But I hope we get all that stuff cleared up, and I want to see him back on the field in full force helping Jameis. Then I didn't mention James, but that's my guy. I hope James bounce back. James is a dark horse to get in my top ten. My bad for quarterback, but that's my guy. I think his ability is, is is very high. I hope he can get back from injury and stuff like that. Kirk Cousin as well. I ain't I ain't mentioned him, but he could have been mentioned in the top ten. But he ain't been really winning. He just he's just a consistent guy. He's gonna give you a chance. <laughs> he'll beat somebody like he'll beat some team that he wasn't supposed to be in the year. That's all I can say about him. But back to the running backs, Alf Kamara's two, number three, um, Jonathan. Taylor, I guess. I, I like Jonathan Taylor. He's a young guy. Um, I think he did a great job of proving like he's one of the top. He, she should have. If he got the ball the last two games, that the games um, for uh, Indianapolis would have gave him the ball like they supposed to the last few games, they would have made the playoffs. They could have probably actually, they should have been playing like um, the Titans play. Like great defense, a great enough defense to to win, and just a this a stout running game, like the real running game, that, that dominant running game. And that AFC got pretty much the best of both worlds because they got the, I think they got the best running backs. If you ask me, they got the best running backs. They got the best quarterbacks. When I go down the um the wide receivers, pretty much toss up, but the top at the top. You got app. I ain't. Even, I'm gonna go into that more. But yeah, this the AFC is loaded with talent, skill wise, like super loaded. 
super super loaded so yeah number two number three number Jonathan Taylor he can easily I don't know if he's gonna take overtake Derrick Henry but he could easily be a number two at the end of the year he's I think this is third year I think third or fourth year one of them and he's gonna be he's gonna get only get better he's still in his he might probably even hit his prime only so should be going right into his prime now um four, fourth is Nick Chubb Nick Chubb could have been number two by well last year he probably would have been number two but last year he kind of fell off the last season um I don't know if it was due to the fact that the coach wanted Baker Mayfield to be which is how the league is designed for quarterbacks like they always do it like I feel like Chubb would like not get the ball the whole first half last year and it didn't it didn't help the Browns win like it's like they'll see like like you know if you know football you know you're you have a script for your you have a, a, a I'll say like it gets bigger probably in the NFL but from my perspective I'll say our script used to be like fifteen plays fifteen plays solid plays and and, and if you're a good enough coach you're gonna have those fifteen plays and you're gonna be able to do those plays out of different formations and this is this is the part of football people don't understand I got fifteen plays that I love like. Like, I'm talking about we practice these plays over and over. But in the formations is what's going to what's gonna um make the defense, you know, how the defense reacts to you is what you line up in. And that's where the NFL is, like, really difficult. At. Like, it's the matchups, like getting them matchups. And, and, yeah, pretty much I kind of got off track. But, yeah, <laughs> Nick Chubb definitely for only got to utilize him a little bit better, give him the ball way more early and often, and not. And the fact that they got Deshaun Watson, that he might bump back up. Like he's, he where and he got Hunter. I don't think Hunter. Hunter, I mean not Hunter, but Kareem Hunt has his productivity since he got in trouble from Kansas City. To me, has been too consistent. Like he just been, he been a solid back. But he ain't, he's not the full-time back because, you know, you got Chubb there. And every year since his first year, he did really well. And, like, every other year since, you know, it's kind of been just second back. <laughs> he took the reins and, like, dominated the league and nothing like that like he was in um, Kansas City. Yeah, that's it. Number five. My number five running back will be Dalvin Cook. I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan, um, but he's, he's been injured every year, pretty much every year since he's been in the league. He had some kind of – I like that he's tough. He only missed, like, probably four games, three games, or, you know, being, he be dinged up. He'll play injured. So he, he gets on the field enough to get his accolades, but he don't get it on – he don't be there long enough to be like, I'm the number one running back. Because I, 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 if I looked at his – him as a skill set wise person, like I think Dalvin Cook is easy or easy. The only person I see better than him for real is probably Derrick Henry. In my in my eye, I might be a little bit biased. Like him and Kamara is like even, like to me in my eyes. But I got Kamara too. I got Dalvin Cook. Um, I got Dalvin Cook five. And that's just because he's he's more injury injury prone and he got to be more consistent by just staying on the field. Hopefully he get 
get it work out. I don't wish nobody to get injured. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Dalvin Cook definitely one of the top players to go. Number six. Now this this like this is why I like talk about these type of things because like the players are gonna be naming they're they're young. They probably been in the league two years most, um, two or three years most, and these guys could easily bump bump up anytime. Like they could easily they their ability could bump them up by in the next year, and it could be over. They could be over. Their Henry Kamara, these next few guys are named. They could easily bump over them with just their ability and their talent. And that's why I like to do. I like to project a little bit more than others, like other people that really that talk about sports or whatnot. Um, the um, Najee Harris is my sixth running back. I think he is a stud. I think he a stud. I don't know about the O line because he had to do a lot just to get a little. <laughs> I seen him make four yards look like the best four yards ever. Like, he'll jump over somebody, cut back, stiff arm him, and get three or four yards running out of bounds. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he'll do something like that last year. He'll do a lot of shit for the little. And hopefully he don't got to do that. Uh, it might be even tougher. I don't know. Mitchell Trubisky's it. <laughs> he just been lucky enough to have some good good players around while he got to be able to be a starter. So he got a lot of good players, but, you know, it's Mitchell Trubisky. So Najee Harris, good luck, buddy. I don't know if he's going to break out. I don't know who our quarterback going to be. You know, I, I hope you, you, you get somebody there that, that matches your ability because I know Mitchell Trubisky not on your level, buddy. So good luck. Um, number seven for me, uh, I got – who I got seven? Ooh, seven. Ooh, seven. Mm. Seven, seven, seven. Um, I would say Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. I like Joe Mixon. It's saying it's the same vibe that I got with like Alvin Kamara. I just think them guys have great ability and he he's one of them guys that was um he got in trouble before he came out of, out of the draft out of college and kind of like set him back like they tried to um they didn't shelf him but they like you know everything with this being a big with the nfl being a real business like you know make you know people people put money into this in this product and him having that assault and the video of him just hitting somebody and all that. You know, he don't get the the recognition. It's like the Marshall Lynch effect for me. And I, I know Marshall Lynch didn't do what he did. I'm just talking about how the league, they'll put this, like, stain on you. Like, they, they'll be like, he's difficult. Like, he's, or not even difficult. They don't want him to be famous. They just want him to wear his helmet and not be known, his face to be known. Like, shit like that NFL do. Like, they... They're trying to give you the minimum amount of attention. Only when you do something, like literally, like good job he scored in next play. They'll talk about some sorry dude. Like <laughs> I hear, like when they talk, I can just use this example why, why how I'm going to compare it. Like Cooper Cup, they're like, oh, this guy's the best wide receiver da, 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 ever. Like he got the triple crown. He played 17 games. 
The league is completely different. You can't touch no wide receivers past five yards. And you, you, you barely touch them past five yards because if they see you grab a jersey, like, it's not the same. Like, it's not the same. It's designed for the league to have a lot of yards passing in and just be a lot of flying around. And, yeah, league league's good at just narratives and who they want to be famous, who they want to be popular and all that. They, they'll spin you. They give you the spin cycle and all that stuff. And he's one of those people. Um, yeah. Next guy up on my list will be... I think Joe Mason. I would say... Give me... Give me James Conner. I think James Conner... What was um, Mason? Yeah, James Conner. I I like his toughness. I like what he's overcame. I thought last year was like... Last year was like what he looked like in college before he had cancer. And I like the way he looked. His explosiveness. His explosiveness... Um, just his, how you running with his pad levels 10 times better than he was when he first came into the league. Cause he, he was running, he ran a little high in college, but it was like, it wasn't that, that bad in college. Like, I just like when he got hurt or he had to sit out, he had to relearn a lot of like little techniques. He, you know, when you watch yourself on film and you be like, oh, I'm doing this. It look a little lazy. Like I could have dropped my shoulder. I could have been a little bit better with my stuff on. Like little stuff he was like missing just from sitting out. Of getting back, getting back into shape, he looked like he overcame the whole hit, like a whole mountain of what he need, the little stuff he needed to do to put him in a in the top echelon of the league. And he always ran hard. He always was running hard, even in, when he first came out with um Pittsburgh. But last year he he, he had a great year, um, or just showing showcasing himself. So yeah, I'm good. He gonna be tough. Um. And he, that's probably where he's going to be at, like, 10, top 10, the bottom of the top 10 always because he, he just real hard and he could catch the ball. Um, J.K. Dobbins. Um, this guy, shit, I think he could easily be a top five running back. And, uh, I just, like, he runs so tough and his vision, he, his vision is old school to me, like how he run the ball. He runs really like low to the ground. He's already short, but he he give me that that Emmitt Smith type vibe when he run the ball. He run hard all the time. Uh, he's hard to get on the ground, and he got great speed, like quick. Well, quickness and speed make it's got a good combination. I don't know how fast he is, but he, he looked like he running fast all the time. So the quickness is definitely there to get out of get out of town. Um, I don't even, even got numbers, but I think that was, like, round 10 right there. But I got a couple more guys that I'm going to mention. I don't know if they're my top 10. Well, Josh Jacobs is in. I got Josh Jacobs coming in after um J.K. I actually got maybe Josh Jacobs in front of J.K., but they, they about to tie. Josh Jacobs, I like how Josh Jacobs is. So, uh, he's in. He's, he's actually the fact that they got Adams. Um, I like their their line is their offensive line is veteran led, so I like their offensive line. I like Derek Carr. He's always been a tough player, um, and yeah, um, and Jacobs is it's pretty good. And they got a nice tight end Wheeler. I'm gonna be naming all these type of the own wide receiver tight ends after this, but yeah, I think Jacobs definitely is up there too. Um, the people that like okay. 
Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, he, to me, is the one that's, like, on the down climb for real. I don't know if he'll ever get back into the top ten. But he is still, he's still a good player. And, his, and where he was when he first came, his ability hasn't diminished that much. It's just like, you know, when you get banged up and stuff, I think instead of him getting... 25 carries like he was when he first came to lead. They only they only could give him 15, 18 carries, um, two or two to four screen pass depending on how they develop. Cause usually you know sometimes you'll get a screen pass that won't go nowhere. But just a, a two to four solid screen plays a game. That'd be that'll equal about 20 plays. You get a couple passes, like three or four check downs. You know that that he'll be right at 25 to 28 touches a game. If they give him the ball in space and, like, not have him on the field all game and really utilize him when he's in and the backup be just as good as Zeke, like, skill set-wise because Zeke's skill set-wise and speed when he's fresh and not banged up, he looked like a top-five running back still, but he always end up by the end of the year getting banged up. He's, he's Every year he's getting older, every, you know, staying in shape. You know, people, you know, people got to carry on that load. They still like to eat it. They still like to hang out, you know. They got to be professionals at all times at certain points because you got to take care of your body. So, yeah, Zeke, I'm not saying he diminished for his skill, but just him staying healthy and him being consistent on that end, like just staying in shape type thing. You can't get, you can't keep getting in and out of shape once you get older. That's all I can say. You got to just be in the LeBron effect. All 24, 24-7, 365 days a year type thing. You got to be on top of that. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much. Oh, and another person I want to um really see what they have. Travis Etienne. I'm very high on him. I like the way he did in college. I like his speed. They coming in a whole new system, but I know he's a. To me, he was a top player in college. Like, but I don't know how he's gonna pan out because how he got injured. Like. He literally, just him, his, him getting hurt with his knee or whatever, it's going to be like, dang, is he going to be the same player? So it's always that question mark. He didn't even play it down, so it's like you still questioning and he didn't even touch the ball yet. So hopefully he come back, man. I would love to see him do great things. I think his, his skill set is for the NFL. It's, it's, it's give, it give me NFL, like, running back for the NFL. It, his going his skill set would translate better than he did in college, and he was a great college player. The way he ran the ball, his breakaway speed, him getting in the open space, like he had it was like a combination like Reggie Bush and um, Percy Harvin. Like it's like he was like Percy Harvin tough, but he had that Reggie Reggie Bush ability, like the breakaway speed, like the not catching him from behind once he get in the open space. I love that. Or not, I wouldn't even say. Yeah, Reggie Bush had that. Yeah, Reggie Bush had that takeoff speed. Like, yeah, Reggie Bush was different. Also, like, who else? What's the um running back from um like Chris Rainey the era? What's the other running back? Man, I can't remember. They had number two, but yeah, Etn give me them them vibes. So hopefully he could pan out in the NFL. That speed different, definitely different. Oh um, yeah, that's pretty much it for backs. Um, yeah. Wide receivers, the fun part where everybody want to talk about. <laughs>
I should have broke all this down. Look how long it took. You know, I wanted to talk about other stuff, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, I don't want to make this. I'm, I'm gonna make it long. Fuck that. I'm gonna make it long. <laughs> make it a little bit of an hour today. Uh, yeah. Adams, Adams is the number one wide receiver. I think his his height, his speed, his route ability, route running ability, his work ethic, his want to win. Um, not taking nothing from nobody. Just that competitive edge. I just like him. Um, just like him, he. I like what he brings to the table. He was the number one receiver last year for his own numbers to me. Well, I don't even numbers because which call it one. But when I look at him and Cooper Cup, every every not every day of the week. 100 million percent of the time I'm going to pick Adams. Like, there's no way I'm picking Cooper Cup over Adams. It's not happening. I don't care what nobody say. My eyes tell me what it is. <laughs> and Adams is better. Um, Yeah, Hopkins is better. Like, Hopkins is my number two. Like, this guy, all I got to say is just go look up that highlight when they had that joint practice with um, Washington and Hopkins and even the sound bite just yeah Hopkins he's actually my favorite but if I had to that's just me being biased he's my favorite he got injured it was a serious injury because it was his knee and he's he's been in the league over 10 years now and like I ain't gonna say he's diminished but he's never been a, a burner so I'm not gonna say his skill set diminished because his catching ability his him high pointing the football um you can't teach the stuff that he know how to do. Like, like people, I've seen people be six two, four three speed, but can't catch can't can't catch a cold. Can't can't um doesn't have great um ability as far as locating and high pointing the football. And Hopkins, the stuff that I just named, he does the he does that better than anybody in the league. Not not speed wise, but everything else is better. Like route running. Like he he liked that. <laughs> um, Tyreek Hill is my number three wide receiver. Uh, I think the Dolphins. I don't got Waddle on my top ten, but he he could easily get into the top ten if they if they do what I think they can do. But they got two as their quarterback, so you know two is top twenty quarterback right now. I don't know. He doesn't show. He doesn't. He don't wow me. So I don't know what to expect with him. Hopefully, the coach, the coach is supposed to be a genius. You know, they didn't even want to hire. They didn't want to even interview black quarter coaches. From what I hear, and they fired their coach, which was black. <laughs> so hopefully, whoever they found is whoever um son that is <laughs> that y'all know just cuts everybody else out the way to get this job. Hopefully, he goes out there and put these boys in the right position and win. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. Number four, Debo Samuels. I love Debo Samuels. I like his play. I like his attitude. I like his, like, when I seen him when he lost to the um, Rams and how emotional he was, I liked it. I seen, if, I seen like, it's rare that players are that emotional. Like, people don't even care no more. Like, I remember when I first started playing, I used to get, like, upset about everything. Like, I used to, like, I didn't like working out. But then I always thought about, like, I don't want to let my team down. <laughs> like, that's time we played, look, I was little, little. But I'm just saying, like, that emotion usually leads after a certain point of just losing and winning and letting teammates down and 
whatever, what you know how that go. And I think Debo showed that, and I he showed that. I when people play and when they show after they lose, and you notice this person care, and he he gonna he gonna be out there. He could easily he could easily Debo could easily be number one if um San Francisco can win because you got to think about it. Trey Lance gonna be the quarterback. Um, they got a running back by committee. I like their running back quarter. I like their running back group. Uh, they got they they running backs all look the same. That, I can barely remember these guys' names. Like that's how that's how I like I like I like I like that they all go get off the bench and they they be like oh this this running back can have 150 200 yards this game and the other one can do the same thing. So I like the running backs over there. I like what John Lynch has done as general manager. I feel like Tony Dungy don't get no credit for like. Like not credit for John Rich because John Rich is a super smart person. He was definitely and all that stuff. He was a real smart person. He knows the football. He knows football. But him getting drafted by Tony Dungy and just like if you act, if you know that they played, he played for Tony Dungy for ten years and he was like, oh, this guy, this guy, and he got drafted at number five. He left. I think that's when Tony Dungy left, 2005. So, yeah, but it was two, 10 years he was under him. And the person, the, nobody can tell me, but Tony Dungy has showed people how to win as a coach and how to pick a team and build a team because the Bucks was terrible before Tony Dungy got here. And ever since he been, Tony Dungy was, came into this that organization, they always been respectable. I ain't going to say they was when we had a little – little dead spell but we were always respectable at least after Tony Dungy got there for sure but yeah on to the next one number five I, I got Stefan Diggs I think Stefan Diggs um he just to me just one of the best better white runners got top end speed he's his hands are great like you know usually drop passes I, I don't remember seeing Stefan Diggs drop passes so Yes, Diggs, Diggs is up there. Top five for sure. For me. If I had to pick. Or and like, yeah, top five. He, he's consistently he showed me consistently enough, especially when since he loved Minnesota, they tried to make Adam Thielen better than him. I don't know what they was thinking. They was tripping. Like, people gotta realize when you are a better athlete, you got more upside. Why are y'all trying to make some a mold? Like Adam Thielen's like top. He's in the top of the league. I can't give him, not give him his props, but think about what I'm trying to tell you. Like, upside matters. Like, you see the upside, you see him actually, you see him actually living up to the potential that he came out in the, in the draft. Like, so you got to go go with that. Like, go with that. Keep going with that. Keep giving them and feeding them the rock. Because once he left and went to the Bills, got paid, he dominated been dominating he's been in the top top five ever since so yeah definitely digged up there but there's some young boys out here that i'm gonna name them <laughs> after um after five number six jamar chase i think jamar chase last year like i said i'm, I'm going off last year just him getting he was a big part of the reason why the Bengals got to the, the super bowl like he was dominant and he dominated against high-end quality players. Like, he didn't dominate against just the scrubs. 
Like, he was going off. Like, he was really going off. So, Jamar Chase is like that. Jamar Chase is different. <laughs> if he, But he was a rookie last year, he easily, in five years, going to be the number one wide receiver. Like, if I'm looking at this list, with Hopkins would be in 17, 16 years type shit. Debo got on. Jamar got, he got him by about, yeah, Debo Hill going to be still here probably. Still up there. Diggs probably too. But I, I still think Jamar can up, over top them. But Adams and, yeah, Adams pretty young too. This is, it's a great time to be in the league for RC. There's some great people out there. But Chase is like that. He can, he can jump them guys, some of them guys. And I like his situation He's got a young quarterback. Ever since him and um, Burrow been quarterback, um, yeah, they, they always show great connection and chemistry. So, and he picked right back up when he got to the lead. So, yeah, definitely Jamar Chase. Um, Justin Jefferson is right behind him. If some people might have Justin over Jamar because, you know, Justin been in the lead to a year longer. And we got Kirk Cousins your quarterback or Joe Burrow as your quarterback. Which one you gonna pick? <laughs> you tell me so. Yeah, Jamar with Justin Jefferson. Um, the next two guys, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, Tom Brady's the quarterback. These guys are Pro Bowls beforehand. Chris Godwin's a young guy, just got paid. Mike been in the league, been a Pro Bowler several years, and probably on his way to the Hall of Fame. So. I like Mike Evans. I think he's tough. I think, you know, these guys. Chris Godwin could easily be up there, but he got hurt. So, I'm going to just put him nine, put Mike Evans eight. I mean, eight and nine, whatever they is. Um, yeah, pretty much them guys, they in my top ten. Them two guys. Um, to round it off, Cooper Cup made the list. He was he triple crown winner, but the people I named in front of him, they're better than him. Just like... If I had to do a draft or something, they better than him. And yeah, I'm going off like like <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I'm just gonna keep it a book. Like, who? What do your skill set bring to the table? I just like the other guys' potential better. I just like their. I just like what they bring better. Like this wire receiver, like. In the NFL, you get force fed. They, they give you so a lot of people get force fed who they want to. So yeah, that's pretty much it for that. For my top ten on wide for skilled guys and wide receivers in the NFL, I'm gonna do tight ends real quick. I've been on this topic too long. I didn't realize it was gonna take this long, but hey, you gotta love it. <laughs> tight ends. Um, I got Kelsey from the Chiefs. As my number one tight end. I got Andrews as my number two tight end. I like I like Andrews a lot. I don't know if Lamar made him or he made Lamar. No, he didn't make Lamar. I'm lying. <laughs> but yeah, Andrews has been real consistent. He's been a go-to guy. I have to put him up there because he's actually elevated Lamar in the passing game. And yeah, he's up there. He got great hands, consistent hands. Uh, get you touchdowns and rock first, first, first down. So yeah, I, I like Andrews a lot. Um, after that, I'm gonna have to see. <sighs> no real particular order. I'm just gonna run them down real quick. The people after that, I mean, we only got seven too. 
I know that people going to be mad because I didn't um, go like your favorite team's tight end, but, hey, they ain't, they ain't popping my eye. They ain't popping my head, so oh well. Um, Zach Ertz, Rob Gronkowski's, Darren Wheeler, Kyle Pitts, and George Little. Those uh, those are the other tight ends that I would consider like in that top esh- up that top upper echelon. Uh, I know people can talk junk about Zach Ertz, but Zach Ertz actually got great hands, and I like him as a, as a tight end. I think him having a whole year in Arizona's um, system, he gonna get back to that um, being cons- considered one of the best. I don't know how he fell off so bad in the Eagles. They let him get drafted, but I guess because Jalen Hurts is not like that prototypical drop back quarterback, and Hurts had Nick Foles, and Nick Foles made Hurts look like. If you ask me, Hurts was like up there with Kelsey. Um, also, George Little. I mean, I'm talking about George Little. I think it's Kettle, George Kettle. I don't know, whatever Little Kettle, whatever his name is. The the um tight end for 49ers. I think, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever how you say his name, um, I think he didn't he didn't find he didn't utilize he don't utilize him as great he don't look for him as much as other quarterbacks look for the tight ends and maybe Trey Lance will do look for him a little bit more and he'll get his numbers back up to par like people will think he's it should be yeah pretty much. <clears throat> so yeah man that's pretty much it today's gonna be real like i like like this 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 episode is just real chill like on like my opinion of like sports and stuff but um i want to before i even break out for the day i want to talk about i want to talk about some like some of the um some more tv series i checked out that i haven't mentioned my first two episodes, but um, I know I talked about a little bit of stuff that I've been watching, but these are new stuff that I've been watching. New seasons, new, you know, new, completely new series of um TV shows that I'm watching, and I haven't mentioned them yet. And the first one I want to talk about is <clears throat> is Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Like I told y'all, I'm a big Lakers fan. And I, I don't know why I didn't mention because I watched all four episodes. But, yeah, I watched the um fourth episode, I think, the other day. And I like, I actually, I I, 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 I was looking forward to it when they, when I first seen it. I was looking forward because I used to sit there and watch all the old Lakers Hartwood classic games. Like, So when I was learning about basketball, what made me more interested even more because I already was watching it. But once I got older, I used to watch it used to come on TV all the time. Um, I think ESPN Classic. I don't know why ESPN messed up their network so bad. They took so much good shit off that TV channel. I don't know who started running ESPN, Walt Disney, whoever was started took over and made this like a cookie cutter type show where it copies every everybody's shows look the same. A debate shows and all this and that. Everything's debate all day like. And ESPN Sports Center. Sports Center is horrible now. The people, on, I don't want to bash, but yeah, we ain't going to talk about nothing. I ain't even going to get them people no more. No clout that they need, but yeah. <laughs> Let me get back to the topic. Winning time with um, Rise of the Lakers and the Dynasty. And the reason why I was interested, because I used to let, like I said, I used to watch the um, Hardwood classes. And it was, um, 
it kind of gave me a perspective. Like, I'm watching, I used to watch it, but now I'm watching, like, the documentary of it. Like, well, yeah, it really it really made me intrigued. It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, it's interesting. Like, I can honestly say it's interesting. I like the, the characters. I like the guy who plays Magic Johnson in it. He's pretty dope. He actually, he doing a great, he did a, they did a great job of picking at him. They pick him. And I think they portray the young Magic Johnson pretty good. Not, not. I know people don't want to, but it's like him, like. But it's really well known, documented on how Kareem is and how Magic was. Like they was all, they was completely polar opposite, and that's what they portray in the show. And it kind of describe like Dr. Jerry Buss, and that's pretty dope how they describe him. I, I don't say he was like he was a pretty cool person. Like he was just real, like live your life, like YOLO. <laughs> So it's pretty cool how they describe him in there, but yeah, I'm, I'm a, it's very interesting. Um, they they are telling a story; they're not just rushing over it. It's like it's like literally day by day, almost like not even day by day. I say week by week, type like like how they're describing it in, in the first season. They're they're breaking it down really well. They got everybody's role. I think Pat Riley's in it. Like the people that's playing these roles, they got a young Pat Riley. They got a young Magic Johnson. They got a young red, or not a young red, but a red R bag like of the Lakers. Like they got some, um, they got they did a good job of telling the story. They got some good, good. They got they got they got it's real good. Check that out. It comes on HBO. Y'all know I don't watch nothing. I could watch anything for free. I'm just telling y'all that. So yeah, y'all check it out a lot, man. The rise of the Lakers dynasty. Yeah, check that out. Um, the other show I just I just watched the second episode tonight actually. Um, was Halo. Um, Halo. Everybody knew like Halo was like on Xbox. People used to play Halo, like the original Xbox. That was a um game, and then they just made it a show. And the first episode was a little bit like. Let me go into it. Okay. People might think I'd be tripping, but, like, I love shows like this. Like, it's kind of interesting because they got basically... Basically, this is a time in... This is a time... This is, like, in the future. Like, it's, they they got it placed in the future, not this age because people are on space... It's different multiverses and you know everything's getting being multiverse. They're trying to put put that out there, which if you know, you know, I don't want people to trip, but like, yeah, just, just like open y'all mind now. So like, just watch these shows where they always talking about metaverse and different lines and timelines and all this and that, going back to space and all this, you know. I like I like when they put shows out there because I could watch it, you know, open the imagination. I ain't saying stuff like true, like, or whatever. Like, if y'all want to... But why they keep putting it out there like that? I don't know if they want the programming to be just jack people's mental up or it just it is what it is type. I don't know. But it was it's still interesting. So I'm watching it. And the first episode was a little... It was like... It was a little bit everywhere. But... It's getting the second episode kind of went. It kind of um. It kind of like brought it back to like 
Like, what is, what is the um, angle of the show? And it's it's very interesting. I don't want to speak on it because I, I wasn't a Halo. I didn't play Halo. Like, everybody, I had an Xbox. That's how I know people play Halo. On it. And I was like, people always talked about it. People around me played it, talked about it, whatever. But, yeah, the, the, the Halo show is really good. The actors in it, I like the actors. Um... I can't remember the guy's name. I I wanted I should have looked it up before I started doing my this this episode, and I like I like him. He's been in a lot of stuff, so I'm gonna remember when I talk more about it. I'll definitely have his name next time. But all the actors seem pretty good on there. Uh, like I said, the first episode was a little like let me just get into it, but it was good. It's been good so far. So yeah, check out the Halo. I'll give that if I had to rate it. I'll give you like an 8 out of 10. The um, Rise of the Lakers Dynasty so far, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Okay. The Bel Air show, which is basically the spinoff or... Is it a spinoff? It's a remake. It's not a spinoff because everybody's characters is the same. Like Bib, Will. And it's just a better version. It's like a new age version. Um... But yeah, the last episode really made me mad. Just how it ended. There was so much crying, and and Marlon Wayne was in it. That's one of my favorite comedians. So yeah, Marlon Wayne was in it. I liked it that, and he played a completely different role than he ever. I seen him play. I seen him play serious roles back in the days when he was like street corner boy hanging with his group homies and all that. I can't remember. It. I think it was more money. Was he more money? No, that was his brother. But yeah, um. He played a different role. He's more serious. Like he went to jail. Like you know, a little bit more dramatic. So yeah, it was pretty dope. With him coming in at the end of the season, like you know, putting putting the star stud on it. And but the Bel Air, I liked it the first. I'll say three or four episodes. I liked it a lot. And then I started watching it. They kind of went. They. Eh. I don't know how to explain it, but it was like it got a little bit of like whiny, like 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 how the Will Smith that the Will Smith and the original I'm talking about the Will Smith, but the first Prince of Bel Air original, like Will Smith was funny like all the time, in it. like he was always funny. He was he was dramatic. The dramatic part of it was was real, but it was definitely more funny. It was less serious, but I guess it's a it's a new age. Like we have to, we have to, we have to um let people know about mental health and you know parents going to jail. Like you know certain stuff has to be put in these shows so people could be feel comfortable about talking about them and not getting it shunned and pushed in the background because this 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 is some real shit we gotta face. But like 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 stuff that was going on in the show. But I didn't like. It was like he was like I don't want to know about my dad. I, I never would get. I would never get. How um on the TV shows. How on the TV shows that somebody can um. Like go like fifteen years. Like oh, I don't want to know who my dad is. Like. <laughs> You grown, you 17, well, you ain't grown, but you 16, 17 years old. You just now want to figure out who your dad is. Like, that was so unbelievable. Like, like I don't know. Like, they like they didn't feel like they needed to tell him, like, this the reasons why it was, like, crazy. But 
I guess everything's different. I don't want to. I feel like that couldn't didn't have to be portrayed. We're we're past stages of like trying to hide who our dad is. Like it's so much information out here to get who and what and how. So that was a little far fetched. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the Halo, Bel Air, and Rise of the Lake United States. Those are three things I checked out. This week I haven't mentioned, but I'll be talking more about them. Um, last one I want to talk about and wrap this up. It's been a pretty chill. It's real, really about entertainment reviews today. Um, I have to talk. I'm gonna talk about some music tomorrow. I'm with, um, tomorrow's episode. What will I talk about? I might touch base on like some health stuff. Uh, I might get some some pointers on fitness I guess I'm not a I'm not an expert though <laughs> I'm not an expert I'm just gonna give my own opinion on stuff when it comes to health and fitness and I'm laughing when I say that but for real I give out some pointers or stuff that um that I do that might help you so hey it is what it is take what you can take what you need take what you don't I don't know well yeah and, you know, like, y'all want to reach out, man, you know, let me know, man. Get reach out, man. It's going to be great. Hopefully, I'll get, get on when, when when it's in the beginning like it is now. Oh, and this, the, the one uh, show I'm looking forward to before I end this is Ozark. Ozark and part two of Ozark. It starts on at the end of this month. And I think like I didn't like the I didn't like the first seven episodes of season four. I just thought they did a bad job of like bringing it all in. Everything seemed kind of fake. But I've I'm a big Ozark fan the first three seasons. And I hopefully they do a better job in the ending of this season. I'm gonna be disappointed. They better end out with a great bang and some fireworks for sure. Well, yeah, man, that's it for today. Um, like I said, man, this is this is Dynasty the podcast. Man, anything, coach, anything, ready to speaking on anything, you know. Dang, you know what I forgot to mention? Um, J Cole. Drop that um, drop that um correlation album for Dreamville, and it's the Gangster Girls album, and I thought that was just super super dope. Like, I think J Cole really understands like music, like 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 what people like. I don't know. I just like that he understood. Like he, this was needed. Like, music is music, man. It's just it's a great feeling. Like, I I listened to the album. In its complete nature, I listen to the whole thing once, and I like to listen to J Cole albums like that. And it's not really his album; he got like a couple songs by himself on there, but mostly he just put his team on, and that's usually all his compilation albums. Like, I listened to it one time. I didn't really like the beat selection. I like, I, I like, like everybody on his on on um, Cole's roster is a great lyricist. Like, they all got. Lyrical ability, and not just scrub ass rappers, you know, just talking just to talk. They they speak from their their experience, and I like that about all his artists. And I didn't I didn't like like listening to it one time. I got to get used to the beats. 
but I liked it. I st- I liked it. I liked it. Um, the songs are not all. They're just, they're not that long. So, and I liked it, the titles of the songs. So, I feel like that catches people eye. If you're an artist, you'll understand what I mean by titles because they talk about their experience usually in music. And if you read a title, you can like, oh, I look. What did that remind me of? Before you even listen to music, like, what did that remind me of? And then you'll listen to me like, oh, that's what they were talking. You know. Like music is art, so like I love the um the naming of the um titles of the um songs, and that's always interesting. Like most people don't even look that depth into music now, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um. Hopefully, I get into a little bit more fashion and and talk about discussing that. I don't want to just talk out my neck about certain things without doing my real research. So yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. Y'all have a good day, good good evening, good morning, wherever y'all at the time that y'all listening to it. And we out, man. Dynasty the podcast.